You ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Smash some meat together. Hell yeah! Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm the Texas Rattlesnake Stoke Cold Steve Austin. And also Matt. Also Matt. I'm just Zach. Uh, I'm Isai. What? Yeah. We're here to explain to you why wrestling is a storytelling medium, and you should like it. It's, it's the greatest storytelling medium. The greatest of all time. Because we said professional wrestling, you guys probably all got an idea of your, in your head of these just dudes in underwear all oiled up just hitting each other. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very much That's correct. Yeah. But also there's an, like a, an art of storytelling to it, and it's, it's the best. Yeah. I have an English degree from Boise State University, <laughs> so you know that's a true fact, or else my college <laughs> degree experts. is worthless. <laughs> Except to say that. Yeah, so we're going to start by uh, talking about some standard phrases we'll be using that don't exist in other parts of the world. Which is not at all in reality. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one being kayfabe, which is the idea that wrestling is real and totally not fake. It's not. It's, it's not fake at all. It's real. You gotta keep up the damn gimmick. There's <laughs> uh, baby face or face. That's a good guy. There's heel. That's the bad guy. Uh, there's a double turn. Uh, that's very important to this show. Um, when That's when a good guy goes bad and a bad guy goes good. It's At very, the same time, from the same yeah. time. In the same match. And it's very emotional. Um, there's this term called over, like getting over, and that's when a wrestler's like at the top of their game in the eyes of the crowd. Um, there is getting color. That's blood. <laughs> it's looked down upon sometimes. Not yeah. supposed to happen. Sometimes you get it the damn hard way. Well, you know, sometimes you do. Uh, there's a, a gimmick. That's the wrestler's in-ring persona or um, Stone Cold's persona. It's my every other damn word. <laughs> Gimmick's just an interchangeable word. It can mean anything. But usually it's their persona, their character, behavior, attire. It's anything. Yeah. Goddamn gimmick. Uh, there's a, a shoot. Uh, that's when something in wrestling is real and not a work or in kayfabe, like when they punch each other in the face for real because they're mad at each other. Yeah, or because they're bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, yes. Uh, there's a work as opposed to a shoot when something in wrestling is within kayfabe and not real. That's why they stomp on the ground when uh, they kick because they don't actually hit them. What? Uh, there's a mark. Um, that's all of you. All of you <laughs> damn marks. That's a, a wrestling fan who doesn't know that it's fake, essentially. Fewer and far between nowadays, but it used to be a very, very, very real sentiment. Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Still real to me, damn it. Um, and then there's a smart, which is like a smart fan who understands it, but still enjoys it regardless. Or, de- or devotes eight hours at least a week to it. Has a I podcast about it. I've recorded <laughs> yeah. six 
days of episodes <laughs> talking about it. Who has flown across the country to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take you on a little journey. Get comfortable. Um, be forewarned, there is blood. Um, there will be blood. And I'm going to drink all your damn milkshakes. Um, that's the wrong picture. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, um, that's getting that damn color. This was the end of the match that really put him to where he was. When he finally got over, kid. Yeah, so we're just gonna show you and talk about these guys. Um, I, you see that image and you're like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it all started when. Yeah. Um, so this, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin on your on the TV screen. This one is Stone Cold Steve this Austin. This is right Stone Cold Matt Steve Stone Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Damn right. <laughs> um, arguably the most famous wrestler of all time. Um, the shirt he's wearing in this picture has sold more than any other wrestling shirt. Um, he doesn't. He says he doesn't know exactly how many, but knows it's in the ten digits of shirts sold. Um, ten million shirts. <laughs> He has some very notable catchphrases. What? And? That's the bottom line. Why? Why is that the bottom line? Stone Cold said so. What else does he say? I'm gonna open up a can of whoop ass. Yeah. Why did you have to read the script? <laughs> I got ner I got nervous. We've never done anything like this. Yeah, this before. is weird. I don't perform. Um, well, Matt does dress like this for every episode. Yeah. He's talking about the live episode. I wandered in. He got this bald cap last week and hasn't taken it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also loves drinking beer. Uh, this is Brett, the Hitman Heart. Um, he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. He says he's the excellence of ex ex execution. Uh, he's held 32 championships throughout his entire career. Um, and he's got some catchphrases, too. So some of his notable ones are, oh, you know. Also, he's from Canada. And <laughs> if you couldn't tell. And also, I have some really close Canadian friends. They sound exactly <laughs> like this. <laughs> he's like, well, if, uh, if you don't like it, tough shit. The boy toy Shawn Michaels and my father Stu. Also, uh, I'm a hero in Canada. Real line he would say every week. So if you don't know who Bret Hart is, that's exactly what he sounds like. Exactly. I've watched countless hours of Bret Hart, like just interviews. One I've time, liked wrestling since I was like three years old. I, don't, I haven't grown up since. I don't know um, Isai as a literary scholar. One time I showed up to I went his to house. a college class. <laughs> I showed up to his house once, and he was reading Bret Hart's book. He's like, hang on, I just got to finish it, and then we can hang out. And he did. I finished yeah. the book. I got it that day. <laughs> yeah, there, there is no bigger Bret Hart fan than Bret Hart. <laughs> That's true. He's, a, He's uh, extremely bitter. <laughs> um, also, he was on The Simpsons. So that's for you guys that don't know about wrestling. <laughs> also, go to the next one. Hello. <laughs> what a 90s hunk. <laughs> he, was, he was very hot. Yeah, I mean, just that nice greasy hair just looking off into the distance. A good I don't know guy. what that picture's from either. <laughs> it just came up. I just searched Bret Hart hot. <laughs> Fortunately for Isai, he didn't have to even finish typing it. No. He remembered from all <laughs> it's the other like, time. oh yeah, from last week, of course. 
All right, so we're gonna get into the the lead up to the match. The so match. This being. whole this whole thing about like with storytelling and wrestling, this is about over a year's worth of story that they're telling that all kind of culminates in one match. We watched a lot of wrestling for this. Yeah, it's. I mean, and they did like, week after week. It was just slowly sort of getting the fans where they wanted them to be, and uh, you know, with their actions, with the movements of their bodies, uh, with their mean words sometimes. Mean, mean words. Mm -hmm. But it all led up to WrestleMania 13. Right, we're gonna start at WrestleMania 12. Yep. Oh, oh, we're starting way in the back. Yeah, one year prior. Um, <laughs> So that was Bret Hart's last match until the feud with Stone Cold. Yeah, so it was Bret Hart's last match of 1996. Uh, it was him versus Shawn Michaels in a one-hour Iron Man match where he did the job, which means he lost to Shawn Michaels and went away for a few months. They didn't like each other. At that point, they were still okay. Yeah. Um, then we went to the King of the Ring in June of 1996. WrestleMania's in April, so... So at this time, Stone Cold was... Um, just came into the World Wrestling Federation, and he'd been kind of making a name for himself. They gave him the great name of the Ringmaster because he was a master of the ring. <laughs> they are g geniuses over there in WWE creative. Yeah. He was a good, a good hand, a mechanic. He was a good hand and a mechanic, which means he was solid in the ring, but like, oh, he doesn't have a character. Nobody's going to like him. No, he had, a, he had a full head of hair. Yeah, nobody likes people with full not, heads. That's not acceptable. No. And so... Well, full is exaggerating. Yeah. Relative he had a line of hair. <laughs> relative to his genetics. But then, um, as 1996 went uh, from the beginning of it to June, which is when King of the Ring happened, um, he started getting a bit of a fan base because he was able to be, kind of become himself. And King of the Ring 96 was when he cut a very famous promo or interview where he delivered his very infamous words. Stone Cold, please hit me with it. A little context. I beat up the old Jake the Snake Roberts. And then go up, talking, saying my words, cutting my promo. I say, Jake the Snake Roberts, you don't got what it takes anymore. You don't cut it, son. <laughs> uh, you're out here Bible thumping, saying your prayers. Talk about John 3.16. Well, Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. <laughs> and then from that moment, everybody's like, oh, this guy's really cool. And <laughs> that's where Austin 3.16 started. And it yeah. just caught like wildfire. And so at that time, also, his name was, like I said, the Ringmaster. So they gave him some other options for names. <laughs> one of them being Ice Dagger, because he was cold. <laughs> Another one was Baron Von Ruthless, because just real ruthless. And then Fang McFrost, because apparently he's like a, a wolf in the Arctic. But <laughs> Not Never Cold Stone. Not Never Cold Stone. <laughs> Wasn't an ice cream man. Um, so yeah, then Steve challenges Brett to a match at Survivor Series 1996. It's Thanksgiving. So in this time frame as well, Bret Hart hasn't been seen. Um, it's a, a good solid six, seven months. He's off filming Lonesome Dove? Lonesome Dove. Filming yeah. really bad TV shows that made it a half a season. Wasn't it a Canadian Western? Yes. Canadian Western soap opera. <laughs> so you know it's good. Um, and he is like pondering if he even wants to come back and wrestle, um, getting offers from other company. And so he was just, he was lost. And then... 
Stone Cold Steve Austin keeps calling him out. So they have a match at Survivor Series of 1996. Uh, this was Brett's first match back. Uh, Brett comes out, gives a kid his sunglasses. That was his move. That was his move um, because everyone likes him. He's a good boy. Um, everyone's yelling, let's go Brett. They wanted Brett to win because Brett's a good boy. Yeah, Brett's just the, if you think about it, he's the, the handsome guy. He does the charity work. He's, he's your high school quarterback that's just a nice guy. Everybody cheers for him. Just everybody loves the guy. I mean, again, 90s hunk. And he, like, he represented, like, all Brett cared about was, like, wrestling. Like, wrestling for real. And the WWF at the time was starting to get more into like, the Attitude Era, as it's known today, where it was just a little more scandalous and fucking awful for most, the most <laughs> yeah. part. Yeah. Everything except for the Rock and Stone Cold was yeah. probably bad in that Even era. a lot of them. Yeah, very homophobic. Somebody oh. gave birth to a hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a different that's, podcast that's the, for a different day. It's a proper yeah. response. Guys, that's, that's not part of the story. Stay on track here. Yeah. We have a script here. Yeah, he that, derails well, it, not me. Set that horrendous fact you all know now. <laughs> Just aside. If we leave here with anything that somebody had uh, birthed a hand in wrestling. Um, so yeah, and then Stone Cold was doing illegal moves in the ring, like holding his neck to the ropes uh, until the, the there's a there's a ref count, uh, and they have until the count of five, and he was waiting until the full count of five. They don't usually do that, which is a bad guy move for some reason in wrestling, <laughs> even though that's just like what you would do in sports. Right, like, like that's I don't want to take this free throw. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like that's that. Baby I'm a good face, guy. That's that baby face and heel stuff. Or like Brett's handing his sunglasses out to like children and making their whole day. Yeah, and Stone and Cold Steve's breaking is the rules. And using yeah. the rules. He kept attacking his throat just viciously. Um, I only got four damn moves, and two of them was my middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> got to get it how you can. Yeah, he heckled the fans. Just big old jerk. And also in the lead up to that match, he was really. Uh, Heckling Brett, just saying some real bad things to him. Yeah. Yeah, you put an S in front of the hit, man, and you got my exact opinion of him. <laughs> so as that match goes, it's very standard good guy versus bad guy with the, with the hero coming back and just reclaiming his territory as the, the, the top guy in the business. Yeah, Brett wins. Brett wins. Um, Everyone goes home happy. Exactly. Then in Raw, December 1st, 1996, Monday Night Raw, longest running episodic television Weekly show. Weekly episodic television show in TV history. Thank you, Michael yeah. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Bret Hart and his brother Owen, rest in peace, Owen, uh, they um, are in a match, uh, and Stone Cold comes out and just beats Bret up. Yes, he's, he wasn't going to be done with Bret Hart just yet. I mean, the way they ended that match at Survivor Series, it was a... Uh, kind of a lucky, what they call a roll-up, so Stone Cold was on the offensive, and as a defensive move, Brett rolled him up for the one, two, three, so he didn't really beat him. Kind of surprise on him. Goddamn yep. surprise, my kid. <laughs> um, yeah, so they that's that's usually how you know that they're gonna keep having a series of matches. Right, it, it, there has to be some, in a big feud, there has to be a, some culmination of a satisfying, doesn't have to be. Generally, there's a big culmination of a satisfying conclusion. Sometimes, Storylines and feuds just disappear after one week. That was also true. a classic Attitude Era move. <laughs> like, but, they but, just forget about it. But yeah, it's like in most stories and everything, it's like there has to be a, a kind of a conclusive finish. This was an inconclusive finish, so they're like, hey, there's still more story to be told. Yeah. Um, then in 
on Raw the next week, it looks like. Uh, December for or January 6, nineteen ninety seven. Well, we'll just say the feud is continuing. The feuds <laughs> continuing. They're not important. Important. They don't know anything. That, important. That, that would be five weeks, Derek. You know, I'm no, I'm not a mathematician. Ooh, English and math. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Um, so this was Brett versus Vader. Um, you may know him from the show Boy Meets World. Frankie Stacchino's dad. Frankie's dad. <laughs> Um, he's Rest in peace as well. Yeah. That's a common, when you talk about wrestling, there's common a lot of RIPs. <laughs> big, big, big scary man. Um, Stone Cold was just there watching. And uh, he attacks Brett again, costing him the match against Vader, which is a mean thing to do. And this leads up to the Royal Rumble match in 1997. So the Royal Rumble match is a big match where there's 30 guys in the ring. They try to throw each other over the top rope, not just get a pin. And so the winner of that gets to go to WrestleMania, which is the, the biggest show of the year for them. They and buy them buy a plane the ch- ticket. They buy them a plane ticket. They get to go. <laughs> Front row tickets, get, get popcorn. But no, they get a championship match at that one. So it's in wrestling, and their story, in their world, that's the biggest match to win because that's the match you want to get to. <laughs> um, and so during this match... Stone Cold um, is kicking some ass. Yeah. Like usual. Was he, how, how he long was, was he the, in He was one of the first people in, and he was tossing everybody out, sitting on the rope, checking his invisible watch, <laughs> just, just waiting for people to come in and be like, hey, nobody's beating old Stone Cold. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody beating old Stone Cold? No. Stone Cold, that, that all you got? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Brett throws Austin out, but the refs didn't see it. So Austin sinks back into the ring. The damn cheater he is. Yeah. Rev wasn't doing his job. <laughs> um, and Stone Cold attacks Brett again. Or, I mean, Stone, Steve Austin throws him out. Throws him out. Bye-bye. And wins the Royal Rumble. He's <laughs> white. <laughs> his first of a record, three Royal Rumble wins. Yeah. Ooh. So at this time, at this time, this is where Brett really starts to become bitter, and like not even just in real life, but like also in (laughs) fake life. Yeah. Well, he'd been bitter for a while in real life. Brett's a very, very bitter person. Any Bret Hart interview, and it's just he's yeah bitter. There's two things that Bret Hart, if you ever want to take anything away, he loves himself, and he also hates everything else. Yep. (laughs) I fell asleep listening to him once, and I woke up very grumpy. Never been the same. (laughs) Yeah. So the next night, Bret Hart comes out and is just complaining. He's like, I was screwed by Shawn Michaels. I was screwed by Stone Cold. And I've been screwed by you, Vince, who's the owner of the WWF. But nobody knew at the time. So they were kind of starting to blur the line, uh, break the fourth wall. Presidential cabinet member, Linda McMahon. (laughs) Yeah. And so Bret Hart's like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. He Pissing and moaning. And also, so around this time, like, the fans are starting to kind of clamor for the hardworking, just like, the Texas rattlesnake, as they call him, Stone Cold, because he's just never say die, he's drinking beer, he's flipping off his boss, which... Everyone wants to Yeah, everybody wants to just have a beer and flip off their boss. Of course. He's a man of the people. And so the kind of the tides are starting to turn, and everybody is seeing Brett just complain, Austin's just being like, hey, I'll fight whoever, and the commentary team which the, the announcers during the match are doing a really good job of portraying this, helping the story along. They're kind of the narrator of everything. And so they are just saying, oh, Brett's just complaining. Here's, here's whining Brett again. 
And so they're kind of helping kind of shift the tide from the perennial good guy Brett to Stone Cold. Yeah, and Stone Cold's not changing anything about what he's doing other than the, it's just that the fans are like, yeah, I like, I, this is badass. This is I, I also like, like beer and hate my boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the dynamic that was still being told was Brett, good guy, Austin, bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then Austin responds to Brett, and one thing he said, when the going gets tough, the hearts get going back home. Pretty good slam. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of mean. Brett came back the next week because they promised him a title shot. So they're like, hey, man, we know you're complaining a lot, so we're going to give you everything you wanted. <laughs> and so he comes back, and he won. And then Stone Cold screws him over again. And so he lost the title, so he's complaining again. Did he lose it to Sid Vicious? Yes, after holding it for a day. And so Bret Hart, and this is just a couple months down the road where they're going back and forth. They're fighting for the title. Bret Hart snaps. He's having an interview in the ring with Vince McMahon, who at the time, again, was just an announcer. And he pushes him down to the ground. And he's just like, you know what? This is bullshit. Exact words. Cussed. Everybody knows I'm the best there is, best there was, and the best there ever will be. And if you don't like it, tough shit. <laughs> and this is when they're PG, so... And it was Everybody's like, was like, oh, man, he said a swear. <laughs> and that's where that kayfabe comes in, where people are like, oh, he's actually really mad. Yeah, they're like, he, he said the shit word, so oh my God. everything else was fake, where the, the fake zombie guy's coming out from under the ring. People can't the fake Undertaker. being cuss mad. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say shit without being real, so. <laughs> they, he said shit. And then he beat everybody up. Yeah, and one of the best lines, there's another wrestler by the name of Sid Vicious that was coming out. and um, Notorious for deciding to stop working to go play softball every spring. Bret Hart is just telling him, like, well, everybody knows I'm the best there is and the best there was. And Sid, you know it. And as Sid is walking down, he's just like, I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of the most, like, long-lasting things from that promo, besides cussing. is. <laughs> Sid doesn't know shit. <laughs> all right. This is all leading up to the big match, WrestleMania 13. Neither of them are the champion because they keep kind of screwing each other out of the title. They just so they're going to have a blood, a blood match just to end all blood matches. Yeah, so this was WrestleMania 13 back in 1997. It was a submission match, which is also known as an I quit match. So you can't pin the person that you're... Uh, that you're wrestling, they have to submit. They have to say, I'm done, you beat me. They have Definitive. to tap out. Tap out. Yeah, no call, count out, no disqualification. Uh, Stone Cold doesn't have a, a submission finisher. Um, Four moves. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart has the sharpshooter, one of the most powerful moves in wrestling. I'm, and They protected you, it really You well. might remember it from the one wrestling shot from the Malcolm in the Middle intro. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. Yeah. That is Bret Hart putting on a sharpshooter in WCW. WCW. Um, so Ken Shamrock, uh, who was an MMA fighter, and... They had just signed him at that time. Okay. That was his first thing he did. So he was a known MMA fighter. Uh, like, or very early UFC champion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was a special guest referee for this Looked like a feed. jack soccer dad. Goodbye. He looked like a Jack's just soccer ball because he <laughs> just so much muscle. It was just arms 
And his rough, like, shirt is just cut off right here, and it's literally just, like, arm exploding. Yeah, but they didn't test for steroids then, guys. But also, for a massive individual like Ken Shamrock, like, being a referee is actually really, really difficult. You have to stay out of the... You're in the ring with two guys, but you're not supposed to be seen, like, at all. Yeah, you have to stay out of the way of the... I actually did a fucking awesome job. Yeah, one of the, the storytelling, like, that they were doing with him is, like, these guys are so out of control... We got to get the MMA fighter in here because he's the only one that can keep these two contained. Um, Big soccer ball. So in this match, Austin comes out to a positive response. Somewhat, like more positive than the normal than a villain should get. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like the internet during late season Breaking Bad, where everyone's like, "Man, Walt's great." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's also Walter White right there. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. God, I am, I am in a circle of hell of terrible characters to be between. Sorry, damn. Uh, but no, so, but Steve's not giving him anything. The crowd that is cheering him, like he's just like eyes forward. He's ready for the task at hand. No, no Ready to know. do the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and Brett comes out. He gets a more positive response than, than Stone Cold does because he's still a, still a bad guy or good guy. Um, Still gives his glasses to a fan. Yeah. As um, a little kid, I always wanted to get the glasses. I never did. Wasn't rich enough to sit in the front row. Also, I thought if I got his glasses that he would take me over the rail and we'd be tag team partners. <laughs> well, hey, hey, wait a minute. That I, has I, happened before. I was going to say, you're, you're a fancy adult now who doesn't need Bret Hart to give you glasses. You bought your own. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I see those glasses right there. Yeah, I know. If I had a table, I would have had them up here. Yeah. <laughs> it's got cool. a face. <laughs> Use your face as a table. <laughs> Come on. Hmm. Um, so before the match even starts, Austin attacks Brett. Um, Austin throws Brett onto the barricade, hits him with a low blow. That's yeah. in the dick. <laughs> yeah. There's the so there's, there's the ring, and then there's the barricade around where all the, the, the fans Keep all are. the damn marks away. Yeah, he's separated. But then Austin is like, no, we're getting in there. We, so the, we, we can't be contained to a ring. And in 1997 in WWF, it was, they were very safe and just very like family-friendly show, kind of leaning towards the more adult-oriented stuff. So they take it to the crowd, and people are freaking out, just like, oh, my God, they're fighting in the crowd. Again, they start thinking, well, this has to be kind of real. This is, this is different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at one point, they're, like, going up the aisles, like, up the stairs. Stone Cold grabs a Coke from, like, a Coke vendor. It like, takes a swig and throws it at Brett. <laughs> and, and everyone's just like, oh, my God, what is going on? He was trying to take the actual thing, and the guy wasn't in yeah. on it. And it pulled it away and, like, it's like no, stumbled man. off. This comes out of my paycheck if you take all this <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can't so. just yeah, have He's probably pissed because he had to go fill up all that. He's like, there's 30 damn Cokes in here, and I'm <laughs> pissed. Um, yeah, at one point in this match... Uh, Bret Hart does a swinging netbreaker, which is the only move I know the name of. No, you also know one of the modifiers to it. Fisherman swinging netbreaker. Oh, that's really close. So Oster's been doing a wrestling podcast for almost two almost two years, and he knows three moves. I don't care. I don't care about the moves. To be fair, Stone Cold only knew four. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Brett starts targeting Austin's knee, which is a very common storytelling element in wrestling. You tri- you attack one part of the body to make it weak. And with Bret Hart's move, that the sharpshooter, that's what he was attacking. He was kind of playing into, like, I got to hurt this knee so I can make him say I quit. Which is uncomfortable when you go watch the last, like, year of Stone Cold's career and you see just the, like, full-sized truck-sized knee braces that he has on both knees for real. 
It was Talk. fake legs. <laughs> um, Brett grabs a chair, uh, brings it into the match, but he does make sure the chair isn't padded. He he makes he takes well, the extra effort. Well, those are commemorative ones for people who pay <laughs> that fancy money. To he wanted it to hurt more. That's the thing. Like, I mean, that's just all like the small storytelling stuff. He picks up this chair. He sees that it's a padded, comfy one. He's like, this isn't gonna do the job. And it just like feeds into this thing. Like these two hate each other. He's gonna do everything he can to hurt him to the point where he's not gonna even let him have padding when he hits him in the face. Yeah. yeah. He also grabs the ring bell and just sets it on the apron. This is where it's introduced. What's the what's the literary thing? Chekhov's gun. Yeah. It's yeah, Chekhov's ring bell. Chekhov's <laughs> ring bell. Yeah. You introduce a ring bell in the first act. You're hitting someone in the head with it by the third. I, that that is. That's actually can, what they taught him at Boise State. Yeah, you can actually like replace ring bell with literally any object used or weapon. Professor Bam Stone Cold here. And it it applies. It's like oh, a t- they set up a table. They're gonna go through it later. Yeah, like if you see something in a match that you're like, oh, that's cool, and they kind of like go away from it. It's like no, it's coming back. It's coming back. And yeah, that, that gets bi- that multiplies exponentially the more items are introduced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Brett uh, takes the chair and tries to hurt um, Austin's knee more. He sets it up to hurt it, hurt him more, and uh, Austin just grabs the chair and knocks Brett off the ropes. Um, yeah, which is what we were just talking about. Yeah, he's getting up on the ropes to like just drop down on that chair, just devastate that knee. Stone Cold gets up and just lays into his back with this steel chair. And now you know it's on. Yeah. Um, Brett, or, yeah, Brett throws Austin into the barricade. Oh, there's, there's a soccer ball for you. We finally get to see Oh, him. there's the soccer ball. Oh, yeah, there we go. Ken Shamrock. Uh, yeah, so Stone Cold does not have... Submission moves, like you said. So he gets the Boston Crab. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to wrestle, but I, it's not the hardest one It's a one beginner's to move for it's babies. A, yes, exactly. <laughs> but the, what's important about that is he gets Brett in there, and that's where you hear the crowd start being like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, man, this is cool. And so at this point, this is where the crowd's kind of starting to, to turn towards Austin and, and really want him to kind of take this home. Because Brett is just being kind of vicious. He's attacking him, and Austin has that never-say-die attitude. He just keeps coming back up, and everybody's like, Damn, there's no quitting that boy. So and this match was literally set up for like for Bret Hart to have an advantage. So you're Steve Austin by like having a submission move and like being in this match with him is is like automatically the underdog, even though he's supposed to be the villain. Mm-hmm. It's like Superman versus anyone. Like <laughs> they start becoming. <laughs> you get a little sympathetic. <laughs> so what we uh, this is what. Low blow earlier. Yeah. yeah. Hit to the hog. So what we we sk- <laughs> what we skipped over first was this is where colors introduced. You can see Steve Austin's got the blood on his head, and that was intentional. Like so at the time, yeah, in, in WWF they had sponsors, they have like toy companies they have to think about, and this whole organization. So they're like, no, we can't have you bleeding. Kids are watching this, or whatever. But before the match, they had this discussion, Brett and Steve Austin about like, all right, what's gonna take this to the next level of this submission match? And they were like, you know, I think you gotta, I think you gotta bleed, Steve. I think you gotta get a little color on you. Well, you and know, I so, think you gotta, you gotta bleed, Steve. And so like Steve Austin's been in the company for like a year. And he's like, dude, I'm gonna get fired. This is the rule, we can't do this. And Brett is like, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it if you want me to do it. You've been in the company for 13 years. He's like, well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll cut you for real. And so, <laughs> yeah, and uh, any interview with Brett about it, he talks about how perfect his blade job was. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Nobody could cut somebody open like I could. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's like hi- hiding a razor blade in his in his like uh, it is, in he, a he now nah, he did it in his mouth. 
Did he really? Yeah, I listened to that interview today. Blade in the mouth. Yeah, that, that's that. the We're second. all learning. So he wrestled today. the whole match before that with it in his with mouth? With a blade in his mouth? Damn. Yeah. That's Say it's fake. Hor- horrifyingly, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. That <laughs> they're wrestling did. with razor blades in their mouths. Yeah. So, like, to explain... I can't the, even, like, walk with a it's pen. It's really... It's, gro- it's gross. But the way that they would intentionally get blood is by having... Basically, a, a shiv made with a razor blade taped up, and then they could expose it and just... just right on the head. It right bleeds a lot, looking. but it or doesn't... It bleeds, a lot. it bleeds a lot, but it's not... You know, it's not gonna Do it right by you. the eyebrow so you don't notice the scar. Mm-hmm. So that's... It's called, yeah, like Get blading color. or... It's not, not fun. Yeah, but it, it really was fascinating because... Yeah, Vince McMahon's on commentary. He is he he he's running the show, and they do it right in front of him, and he didn't even know. It it was they, they had to be very precise about it. Yeah, they were hiding the fact that it was a fake. Like they wanted, they to wanted think it looked that like it just happened naturally. And, yeah. and that's like the storytelling aspect. And one of those in there too, where it's just like, okay, what can we do to take a match where we already have the fans excited, and what can we do to elevate it? And like that's something they worked out together, and it was highly effective as we'll see but this bret hart is he's laying into steve austin he's just giving him the business relentless relentless <laughs> and uh kicked him in the damn gimmicks <laughs> gotta get that he means the hog <laughs> but it is because the crowd's kind of getting with steve austin at this point they're like yeah we like him but it's a very heel move to kick someone in the groin but also if you think about it as a fight i mean brett was just relentless beating the hell out of him it was almost like a last ditch effort like in a real fight. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're trying to portray. Like, he had you, one I, last move, and that was his last shot. Again, if you listen to Bret Hart on any interview talk about this, he talks, we'll mention like bully every shots. two seconds how he, he was inspired by a school bully fight he saw in school. And that's how this whole thing is like laid out. Like yeah. if a like giant bully is just beating up like a kid at school, and then that kid kicks him in the nuts, like, okay. That's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> All's fair. <laughs> yeah, so Brett uh, just continues to throw Austin's head into things. Um, <laughs> uh, he hits him in the in the chair with the knee again. Um, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> he hits him in the chair with the knee. Yep. No, that was that was like a decade later with one-legged wrestler Zach Allen. <laughs> And he Who, also yeah. lost all his blood. He also lost all his blood in a match once. So, but he used his leg. Yeah, so, leg um, yeah, after Brett gets hit in the hog, Austin just starts kind of doing what's called a fire up. So he is like he's finally has his opening and starts just beating the hell out of Brett and starts kicking him just a bunch in the corner. What would he call that when he just, just kind of starts stomping? Stomping mud holes and walking them dry. <laughs> and then and, just kind of showing his fire and everything just. Give them the double birds. Show them, show them the double birds. <laughs> Had to do it, sorry. <laughs> he didn't mean it. Um, and just like right in his face and then just keeps kicking him and just beating the hell out of him. And people are just loving it because this guy for the last 20 minutes has been getting his ass kicked. And all of a sudden, he's there. And he's fired up and like his energy and he's got blood streaming down his face. Yeah, and also like the fire up is typically a baby face thing. So even with the psychology, they're telling all the fans, even though they aren't they're like saying, saying it words. out loud, they're saying it switches in your brain to go, that that's the baby face now. Yeah. Like and it's visual storytelling. Notable shithead Hulk Hogan. Uh, I mean it's iconic. Notable though. hot dog Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> notable, notable racist hot dog man. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that was his thing. Someone would be hitting him, and he would just get fired the Hulk up. up. He would hulk up. The crowd would go nuts for it. It's, it's, a, it's a baby face swing move. swing his skullet around, sweat <laughs> everywhere. Current wrestler Finn Balor does it, and it looks like he's cranking it. It does look like he's cranking it when he does it. Finn Balor, Google him. <laughs> so or just I, ask any of us for <laughs> the, the pictures. We'll show you. Have them so on our phones. As they're showing like the crowd, like, hey, Austin's the good guy here. Um, he's still doing some bad guy things, though, just to try to win. Mm -hmm. So he grabs an extension cord and tries to choke the hell out of Brett with it. Yeah. Wraps it around three times so the, the audience gets a good visual. Um, the extension cord was also right next to the bell. So there, yeah. So Brett Hart hits him with the bell. Chekhov's bell. Yeah. I told, we told came you. Back. We told, we said I even this. forgot about the bell and just remembered. <laughs> I have notes. So like that, and that's all stuff they worked out like ahead of time is like, all right, so we're going to put the bell here. You're going to get up to me. And like they're, they're calling this as they go for the most part. They kind of have a structure of what they want the match to look like. But as they're going, it's like, all right, I'm going to get the cable. I'm going to wrap it around your, your neck. And then like, you know, so it's, it's all planned. And so when that bell makes a, another appearance. It's, it's planned, like, but they're able to go on the fly because at that time, um, they actually throw Bret Hart on the wrong side of everything. Mm -hmm. And he like makes his way around to make sure he's in place. Mm -hmm. And so he hits him in the damn head with the bell. Yep. Much like this podcast is, it's an outline with bullet oh, points. Right then you fill in the middle. Yeah. He's also getting dinged. Um, yeah, and... That's an accidental Renaissance painting. <laughs> I was screen grabbing these on my phone. And when that one, like, I was just like randomly hitting pause. I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> I love the visual. I know this is an audio podcast, so if you're listening at home, I did a good Suck job. Suck your own. We'll, Suck we'll, your own. I did a good job. We'll share the link to the PowerPoint. <laughs> no, we won't. Don't, don't, don't lie to the people. <laughs> I will. I'll add some stuff. I already did. Yeah. <laughs> Be really confusing to people. Um, uh, that's when, after this, uh, Brett puts Austin in the sharpshooter. That's, That's not the sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, God, look at that soccer ball. <laughs> That's a better view of how much he's bursting through that shirt. Yeah, Ken Shamrock, big big boy. Also, he's big, like, big boy. like over six foot two and like two hundred and forty pounds of pure yeah. steroids. It's like watching. It's like watching an NBA game and you notice the ref is seven four. Like he's so much bigger than any player on the court. Now. This does not do a good job representing what the sharpshooter looks like. Yeah, but what it is quite the opposite. <laughs> exactly. But what's impressive about this image is that so Steve Austin's in the sharpshooter, and I mean, like blood's coming down his face. He's screaming. Like Ken Shamrock is like, "Are you gonna tap out? Are you gonna tap out?" And he's just like, "Ah, oh, blood's I coming down." <laughs> what else can you say when you're in the most devastating submission move? Blah. 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 But Austin, I mean, no one breaks out of the sharpshooter. Austin pushes up as hard as he can, and this is what he breaks it, and uh, Brett falls down, and this is where the crowd is like, fuck. They have him yes. at that fever pitch. It's the, Everybody's just believing. It's like he did the impossible. He finally mm -hmm. broke through. It's like, damn, this guy's going to do it. He's going to beat the best wrestler in the world. And yeah. everyone believes in that moment Austin's going to win this match. There's even, like, I mean, there's a visual representation of the idea of the, Stone Cold dying right now because that ring, the mat of that ring, Covered it's supposed blood. to be white. Yeah. Yep. That's blood. That's blood. That's all blood. But I mean, within a matter of not even a minute, like seconds, Bret Hart pulls him back up and gets him back in the sharpshooter, and everyone's immediately like, "Oh my God, no!" And 
Austin's fucking screaming again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, at one That's point, the sharpshooter. Here we yeah. go. Ken Shamrock, you know, being the ref, he's like asking Stone Cold, "Do you want to quit?" That's the second time he gives him the double birds in the match, but to the ref saying, "No, I don't want to give <laughs> yeah. up." Yeah. And it just kind of shows just how badass Stone Cold is, and just showing it's like this dude, no matter what, like he's in the hold, he can't break it. But as long Ken as Shamrock's trying to give him away, he's like. Fuck that. As long as there's fight in his body, he's going he's gonna to use it. And yeah. I'm going to give you all your new favorite Google pastime. Look at crowds in the background of 90s wrestling <laughs> pictures. The, si- the signs and the people. The signs, the people. It's all some of the most wonderful things you'll ever see. So uh, style in like wrestling and wrestling fans is about six years back, too. So <laughs> there was some probably rock and mullets in that crowd. Oh, most, mo- yes. Yeah, so Brett just refuses to quit. Um, Brett, well, of course, he has him in the hold. Austin to, just refuses to, to quit. Both refuse to quit. They won't um, get paid if they do. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> they don't finish the match. Um, and Austin ends up passing out from the pain. He passes out in a pool of his own damn blood. And again, it gives the fans another one of those moments, because it didn't happen. It gives them another one of those moments like, okay, everything else was, maybe that was predetermined or fake, but that was real. He's really hurt. He's bled all of his blood out of his body. And on commentary at this point, like, so Austin just collapses. He's done. He did not say I quit. He did not give up, but he can no longer continue. In commentary, JR, classic. Uh, old Jim Ross. Old Jim Ross, legend. Well, uh, no, notable wrestling ass. announcer. Yeah, notable, kind of hard to listen to podcast. Uh <laughs> Uh, Notable barbecue like, sauce salesman. Austin yeah. never gave up. He never he never quit. He never gave up. The crowd's going nuts. And, and, and just to kind of keep going, they're building him up. Ken Shamrock like finally had. He's like, if you don't if you don't respond, I have to I have to call the match. Like just saying like making sure the crowd can hear that too. They had the mic. I mean the ring mic'd up so everybody heard him say that. So they're like, damn, this is one tough son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Toughest SOB in the WWF. Uh, so this is when the crowd just starts chanting for Stone Cold, even though uh, Bret Hart won the match. He, they didn't care about him anymore. And the, the bell rang, and the match is done, and Bret Hart still just won't let him go. He's like, you know what? I finally got my hands on you. I finally beat you. So he's like being a real dick. Yeah, he just keeps kind of kicking him. and it's Being a real sore winner. Yeah. Yeah, and that. It's like when I went in the video so games. the audience is kind of just like, no, nah, let him, just leave him. Come He's on, fucking come covered Brett. in blood. This is gross. Leave him alone. So Brett even makes his way out of the ring, comes back in, and just starts beating the shit out of Austin even more. And this is where, like, the, the actual, like, the double turn is, like, really taking a hold where it's like, okay, Brett's kind of an asshole now, and I really like Steve Austin. And then, so, from, there's some work on the back end there to, like, really solidify Austin as a good guy and Brett as a bad guy, but this is really where it, like, it turned, and simultaneously, uh, people's perception, like, switched of how they feel about these guys. Brett's just a whiner, sore winner. Pissing and moaning. Pissing and moaning. And Austin's just this tough guy who wants to drink a beer and not quit. Yeah. I like beer. I also like beer. Fuck, fuck my, my boss. Fuck my boss. <laughs> Shout out that's, me. That's, that's <laughs> all of his gimmick. Those three, those three sentiments. Yeah, and then let's talk about the aftermath a little bit. I think there's one more stuff. There's, there's, there's some more stuff. Oh yeah, this is this is Bret Hart. So, hey so man, cold walking out. That. Again, back crowd in the background. Is just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is Austin walking out on his own volition, and the crowd's cheering for him. He's not giving him anything there yet, 
But like, they're giving respect, and he kind of like nods and like, well, like, okay, well, shit, thanks. Yeah. He's and like, Bret Hart. Fine. Bret Hart okay, walks out, flips off the crowd, just pissed off. He's like, you know what? You guys are starting to boo me. Well, I hate you too. You flipped off a kid. <laughs> a child. I mean, come on, have you ever wanted to do that too? Well, you're several, in, several times. You're in a grocery day. store, you just see that kid yelling. You're like, you know, what? I'm about to give you a stunner. <laughs> Give him the double birds. <laughs> so, yeah, from there, the double turn was successful. Yeah. Um, let's get into the aftermath of the match a little bit. Like, Stone Cold, ri- Stone Cold's rise to fame and Bret Hart's split. So this, this is where Stone Cold kind of, like, really started to hit on all cylinders. Um, people just loved the, the, no, the no, no quit attitude. He just wasn't going to ever die in a match, and he was always just going to fight, fight, push forward. And one he was going to find a new vehicle to drive into the arena <laughs> every week. Every week. Yeah, he was doing stuff. So he was driving Coors trucks into the arena, spraying Zambonis, man down with beer. And Everyone's fucking loving it. And so with that, they also just would another way that they were able to really execute him, his character changing is he was still the same guy because that's what people loved. They just changed who he was fighting. They just instead of going after good guys, he was just going after all the bad guys and, and the boss. And then Bret Hart, like from here, um, to solidify that he was a bad guy, especially in the U.S. where the big market was for the WWF, he formed the Hart Foundation with his brother, his brother-in-law, and his other brother-in-law. <laughs> and he just would say, well, America's shaped like a toilet bowl because it's Canada's toilet. <laughs> and um, essentially that outline, like that kind of pushed him into being a bad guy in the U.S., and then being a good guy everywhere else, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that Everybody's like, fuck America. <laughs> and, and so... <laughs> the biggest pop for fuck America. Hell yeah. <laughs> to True. be fair. Fuck America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this on me again? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Say words. Oh, words. Um, okay, so Bret Hart, about six months later, would have a very, very famous split from the WWF. Leave it's there so famous, NPR did a podcast about it once. Ooh, NPR. Montreal Screwjob. It's called the Montreal Screwjob, where Vince McMahon, this is in real life, actually double-crossed him. And in a shoot? It's a shoot. It's a shoot. <laughs> and uh, made it so they were going to ring the bell in the middle of the match when they weren't supposed to, to give somebody else the belt and kick him out of the company. So there are several the Montreal ou- screw job. There are several hours and hours and hours long videos about the Montreal screw job on that there. I have watched all of. <laughs> if you don't believe me, ask my girlfriend. She's right there. She'll tell you. It's all I do. You're, you're doing a wrestling podcast in public. I think people will believe you. <laughs> Secrets out. I'm flying to Vegas to go watch pro wrestling. Oh, same <laughs> Next year. Month. I'm not. Any fucking reason Kane sponsor us? Yeah, for real. <laughs> if anybody else owns something and wants to sponsor us, please email me. Yeah, sponsor chips, us. Chips yeah, cookies sh- won't. Yeah, chips cookies. Bunch yeah, of chips cookies won't let us. You want to do us a favor us. and just get chips cookies? Like, the, can, can you tweet at out? chips cookies? Yeah. To tweet at genuine wrestle boys at genuine. The singer. Yeah. At Arby's, wow. because they love niche products. And wrestling. And wrestling. We'll shill it out later. Come meet us at the merch booth. Yeah. And so Bret Hart leaves the company after that. Stone Cold Steve Austin continues his meteoric rise. Um, ends up fighting everybody else. Becomes the WWF champion 
the next year at WrestleMania. In a match with Mike Tyson as the uh, special guest enforcer. Because again, you can't control Steve Austin if you're just a regular ref. Because he'll kick you and flip you off. Give you the stunner. He also, I forgot to pull a slide of this, but he gave notable piece of shit president a Stone Cold stunner. Yeah. Um, It was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Presidential cabinet member Linda McMahon, uh, stunner. That's like way too many presidents to be stunned. Like one. There, <laughs> there was a that fi- should that should disqualify. Hey, has Stone Cold ever stunned you? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Sorry. There was a picture a week after Linda McMahon got appointed with her family and someone else that she works for, and the only people that hadn't been stunned in the picture were the children. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have to. Wasn't Kid Rock in that picture? He got stunned. Not of that. Not with the president. <laughs> fuck, dude. I don't know. Fuck Kid Rock. Fuck the president. We keep yeah, going. Fuck them all. <laughs> um, WWE Hall of Famer Kid Rock. Um, another <laughs> note, WWE Hall of Famer the don't. president. Yeah, I know. God. WWE kind of sucks. <laughs> Billionaires. What are you going to do? Yep. Fuck them. Um, another notable thing uh, that Stone Cold did in his career is he's the reason... Dwayne The Rock Johnson essentially exists as the entity he is today. Um, he made him very famous. He's because the reason we have Skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The Tooth Fairy. <laughs> have you guys ever watched The Tooth Fairy? It's the best movie. It's, it's all right. I prefer the game plan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I was going to go hang out with Oster once, and the game plan was on before I left my house. And so I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to be like an hour late. I'm watching the game plan. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I think we were going to Buffalo Wild Wings. You could probably confirm that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's what we did. Yeah. That and was so it, what this does is show that pro wrestling, while it is just what people have called it, like a oh, that's a male soap opera or uh, some it is. redneck anime. It, it is. is. It's, it's, but the the s- thing is, sweaty, that's okay. Sweaty boys in underwear just beating up each other because it is. Also yes. But it, it's it's. It's using people's emotions to to tell stories and to get people invested. And when it's done well, it, it's it's really really captivating and so surprising. Yeah, yeah. It's a trash TV show. It is. That I watch it is. eight hours of a week. Yeah. It's it's trash that also has moments that make you feel real feelings. Yeah. I've legitimately cried real tears because of wrestling. I like, have a few times too, and I've only know, been watching yeah. it for two years. I've been I, watching I, it for twenty eight years. I have. I'm sure within the last month of something I'd watched. Probably hundreds of times. <laughs> Miss you, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Once again. Um, yeah. So that's 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 that. the double turn. That's, that's the double turn. Thirteen. Uh, that is Stone yeah. Cold versus Bret Hart. Yeah. That's um, that's one of the best stories ever told in pro wrestling. And or media or the earth. Yeah. I <laughs> the I, world. You try to look up non-wrestling examples of a good double turn in like any media. I've tried. I. No one's made that listicle yeah. yet. <laughs> it's true. I work in SEO, and I know that listicle doesn't exist. And if, and if it did exist, he'd bury the shit out of oh, it. Oh, absolutely I would. Um, yeah, so let's close it out, brother. Um, Go ahead. All right. I want to thank all you guys for coming. Seriously, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. This is crazy. I thought five people were going to be in this room. Uh, this is everybody. Like I did. I think that I thought there'd be like Jenna and like that's it. <laughs> the people that are usually like Katie, while we Anya. Record. Like yeah. that'd be it. Like oh, we could have just done this at Matt's yeah, house. Yeah, the people that watch us do this all the time. Zena and Wendy would be here. Shout oh, out to my Matt's. dogs. Woo. 
Uh, also, a uh, huge shout out to Brett. Shout out to Koji. Uh, thank you, this. thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. They did um, all the work for this little room. Yeah. So. And yeah, and the Jackie Cation before us in the Dork Forest. Hell yeah. Awesome. Listen to her. That was pod- hilarious. One of her podcasts already, like just before this. So. That baseball like, show was coming up after yeah, us. So stick stay around because baseball's sick. Yeah, also, baseball's cool. They were on our I'm podcast so, once. So. I'm so sad that Ichiro's retired, but what a damn career. Yeah. It's not here nor there, but yeah. Oh, man, we were Taking some, we someone were, else's podcast. We were staying on track so well. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. help it. Y'all, we have the comfiest T-shirts you've ever fucking yeah. worn. We got T-shirts back there. They're 20 bucks. They're pay what you can. Um, Sliding scale. Yeah. Um, we you got to prove it to us. You can't pay anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it, it's these cool 316 shirts. This shirt you have to buy on the internet. Yeah. These ones. This is what we have. Um, I've never felt more alive. Yeah. <laughs> I've never felt more alone. Oh, shit. I feel so alive. Because you're not. Oh, yeah. P.O.D. Oh, yeah. P.O.D. rocks. I listen the to them this week. Band that has performed at a WrestleMania. Hell, yeah. Also, if you ever listen to our... Eddie Guerrero's or Rey Mysterio's theme song. If you ever listen to our podcast uh, online, we make a lot of P.O.D. references. Yeah, there was one episode where I just sang it in the background for a while. Terrible audio. They have three kids that grew up in youth group. (laughs) I want to really shout out to Koji for now being the person who edits the podcast so I don't have to experience that hell ever again. (laughs) Um, If you want to take pictures with Stone Cold, it's... $30. Thirty dollars. Um, that's his price, not ours. It's actually. It's you have to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, you because. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, look at him. Um, looks so nice. Good body. But yeah, um, this is our social media. If you want to follow us, Eastside tweets about stuff. Um, and I tweet about different stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you get confused at who's tweeting about what. Oh, we we've retweeted the same. Thing I I just time. tweet about a lot of wrestling stuff on there to quit like doing that on my own Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I have to get this bald cap off my head. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you all oh, for that listening. It, that's a bald cap? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Russell Boys 316 says, I just want to crank it in my old age. <laughs> Happy Tree thank Fort, you. everybody. Yeah. yeah.